Adventure Before Dementia is proudly brought to you by station sponsors The Dirt, 26 Light Crescent, Mount Barker, for all your off-road camping needs. everyone and welcome to uh, Hills Radio at 8.9 FM of course and you're listening to Adventure Before Dementia here outside this That's morning. It. It's a lovely morning. No artificial bird noises for us today. We've got the natural bush outside because we're down here at the farmer's market in Mount Barker. Uh, so come on down and say good day to us in Bob. and uh, Bob? Bob. Good morning, by the way. <laughs> Good morning. Bob is our outside broadcasting bus, so oh. we're here till nine, and today we're talking about... Trip planning. Ooh. So planning that full drive or camping trip. Ooh. And uh, look, it's something that uh, people are a little bit apprehensive of, of sometimes. They're, uh... That's actually a really big one, isn't it? The, mm-hmm. the, um, the planning for your trip and packing because uh, that's just a main concern because if you don't pack right, you totally stuff up your holiday, don't you? And I'm a bit of a, a packing panicker, <laughs> aren't you? Well, I think it's more important to be thinking about your next trip. I mean, if you're not yeah. thinking about it, you're definitely not going and no. you need to be, you know, you need to be yeah, getting oh, ready yeah. for it all the time. Yeah, that's right. So we'll help you plan, uh, well, get some ideas of how to plan, pack, uh, get stuff sorted so that you're always on the go, ready to ready to take off and go and see Australia. That's it. Uh, but stay with us. We're here until 9 o'clock this morning um, here on 88.9 FM Hills Radio. You're listening to Mike and Anita, and we might go to a bit of a song this morning, and we'll, we'll catch you in a little bit. And also a word from our sponsors. Stay with us. A nice bit of... Uh, Oh, who was that again? I can't remember. John Cougar Camp, of course. You're listening to Mike and Anita in a slight daze this morning here down at the markets at uh, Mount Barker um, with Bob the Bus. So we're outside here um, in the lovely fresh air. It's a beautiful morning down here in Mount Barker in the Adelaide Hills. It's a good time to get out your books and your research maps and start planning your holiday, don't you think? That's it. And we're talking about four-wheel drive holidays here or shooting away somewhere in your camper trailer. Now, that might be in a caravan park somewhere or it might be a bush camp out in a beautiful national park. Uh, getting away from everybody. Don't we love national parks? Oh, yes. Yep. You've got to look after them, though, don't you? You do, indeed. <laughs> I mean, if you're a stranger to national parks, it's a part of, uh, oh, I suppose out in the uh, outer regions where they blend recreation with conservation. So you could go to a beautiful scenic spot. Oh, There'll yeah. be kangaroos and emus and other things bouncing around everywhere. They may even wander into your camp into the afternoon. <laughs> and uh, because they, uh, because the National Parks people are conscious about the environment, uh, they are very strict on overcrowding. So they limit the number of campers. So it's mm. not like a caravan park where you feel as though sometimes you're shoehorned into a little spot. Mm. So you've got uh, 
Yeah, it's just a a bit of a wilderness experience, I guess. Mm, And some of those animals are actually used to humans, so that's why they do get pretty friendly and want to come up and say, oh, hello, have you got Mm. anything for me? But don't give them anything and don't pat them because even kangaroos look pretty cute and friendly. Oh, I tell you what, they can be pretty gnarly. Yeah, you've had a few uh, incidents, (laughs) shall we say, with the wildlife. I can't believe it. Every time with a kangaroo, they try and uh, harass me. They try and do a bit of the, what's his name? Danny Boxing kangaroo. Danny Green or the Hornet <laughs> wants to come up and give me a diff. And I'm talking about a little kangaroo. Um, I only wanted to take its picture. I don't think it liked my lens. <laughs> no, I, th- I think the fact that you were, well, it could be said that you were stalking the, the animal to get some good good quality shots. That, what do you uh, mean? <laughs> You know, everyone wants that picture per- oh, perfect yeah. uh, snap. Yeah, it was a cute little kangaroo. But yeah, he chased me around the campsite. <laughs> I was getting really worried. But it was uh, just me being paranoid. But so, there was someone else in the campsite that did see and said, I can't believe that kangaroo followed you around like that. Wanting to have have a bit of a biffo, but anyway. That's it. Apart from that, national parks are a really good uh, resource because they have lots of uh, walking trails and, and things good like facilities. that. facilities. Yeah. Uh, yes. Some people don't like bush camping for the due to the idea of having to uh, dig their own hole to go to the toilet. Yeah. So national parks don't like the idea of, uh, you know, stumbling over human waste and toilet paper confetti, so they have these little long drop toilets yeah. around the place. So, and Normally they're pretty good, especially if they're looked after properly. Mm. Some you're supposed to keep the lid up, some you're supposed to keep the lid down. Oh, no. Uh, and some people freak out because they go, oh, no, oh yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> it's best not to think about the fact that there might be spiders under the lid and uh, other things lurking deep down in the mire. Yeah, I'm thinking about deep down. I remember when we were right out at Diamantina. Yep. And they only just opened the national park after flooding. Mm-hmm. And we were camped with a few people after we crossed the Simpson Desert and we had to use the long drop. And I had a head torch on, so I'll go to the toilet at night. Now, just a spoiler alert for anyone who's uh, <laughs> eating their breakfast right now. <laughs> um, I look. I just happened to lift up the lid and just glance down, and I saw rats running everywhere. <laughs> rats in excrement. Oh, I was just freaking out. Anyway, so I held on quite a bit. But normally they're very good. It's only because of the rains that the, the mice and the rats, and they're mm-hmm. only bush rats and bush mice, that yep. they're just doing their normal part of the uh, ecosystem. Yeah, and, they um, can be quite cute, those little uh, hopping mouse, Oh, the, mice. Spin- the Spinfix mice are mm. my favourite. They're yep. so cute because they have these gigantic eyes and this tiny little bushy tail. And, uh, yeah, especially if you're out in the National Park and it's cooler and you get to have a bit of a fire... Mm. Some of the the animals that come up and uh, just want to say g'day uh, are pretty cute and cool. And especially when you've got that fire going, they're cold too. They want to come up and warm themselves at the fire, like that little spinifex mice did. And and then, of course, when we crossed the Simpson Desert, we had a group of people. You don't leave crumbs on your plate and on the floor because a bush rat comes up and takes your knife. (laughs) That's it. We had this, uh, we were eating uh, jam and cream scones. Uh, was it scones or damper? I think someone oh, made a damper. Anyway, it was yeah. yummy. And uh, just 
left the plate down on the ground next to the chair with a uh, buttery knife on it. And <laughs> the next minute we see this uh, rat dragging the knife across uh, a metal knife. <laughs> so it obviously still had a bit of yum yum on the end. That's right. Amazing though. See, national parks, you can get all that sort of stuff mm. if you look after it. And that was a great experience for us. And uh, yeah, we might have to go back to that. That's it. Well, we are talking trip planning here this morning, believe it or not. Um, and we'll <laughs> get more into that um, after these words from our sponsors. You're listening to Mike and Anita here on Adventure Before Dementia on 88.9 FM Hills Radio, out in the lovely gardens areas. At Eight Hills Farmers Market. Farmers Market, of course, down here this morning in Mount Barker. Come on down and say good day and check out some of the local produce and, and market stands. It's uh, some... Some lovely stuff around, so I'm going to have to go to that tent over there and get some food a bit later on, I think. <laughs> it's a beautiful morning. It is a lovely morning. And because of that, we're talking about trip planning this morning and how to try and sort out your next big adventure. That's it. Get mm. some ideas going. Yes. So one of the key things you need to work out is when can you actually take a holiday? Oh, lots of people working and they need to plan ahead with their leave. That's it. It's really hard, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've got kids, generally that will be in school holidays. <laughs> Otherwise, if you don't have any, you'll generally be planning it outside of school holidays because things are generally a little bit cheaper. Yeah. On school holidays. Yeah. Obviously not as busy. That's your prime consideration, I think. Yes, that's right. They do put the prices up during those mm. seasons, don't yep. they? Yeah. Well, but no, it is a good idea to plan ahead, especially where you want to go and what seasons. Yeah, so uh, I think, well, for us, uh, we have a shop, so we have to work out what is our least busy time. Yep. And uh, we also do shows, so I can't be doing show season. So yes. you do have to really think hard about what is the best time for yep. your holiday. Yeah. And especially if you go up the top end, it's got to be during the winter during season. Winter yep. season. <clears throat> and if you're down south, you've got to go probably... When it's warm. When it's warm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been to Coffin Bay National Park, which is one of our favourite places in South Australia. Yeah. In the middle of winter. And uh, look, it's been fine, but uh, obviously you do... Uh, yeah, you do uh, have to, you know, consider the weather. And, yeah. you know, that's one of those things that you just can't control. So, you know, any any good trip also has a plan B. Yep. Uh, tracks and roads can be shut due to the weather. Oh, yes, so, that's a big thing. Um, yeah, we, I know in our own adventures we have tried to get up the desert tracks numerous times. Uh. And there always seems to be a... A uh, big washout. You get we do. flooded out, don't you? It just happens. So outback roads, of mm. course, can get shut right. down at a moment's notice, mm. and then wherever you are, you are marooned. It's illegal to drive on a closed road. Mm. Um, so yeah, it can put a, a a real spanner in the works if you've had a if you have a planned touring itinerary mm. trip. You know, it's not just a not couple just, of times, hasn't it? Mm. Now, one in the Flinders when. The, uh, there was a downpour, just sudden downpour. Never seen so much rain in my life. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't actually camp in our camper then because it was raining that much and and the wind and, oh, yeah, not pleasant with canvas. Yep. So we had to, we found these um, station ranger. Shearer's quarters. Shearer's quarters. So we uh, used our UHF. Yep. 
and said, can we stay? And luckily he was just on the radio and he was stuck on the other side of the road, yes. way up down the other end more, so wasn't he? Yep. So that made an interesting time. There was also another time when we were stuck in cans for a few weeks because oh they had gosh. a few hundred mils of water. Oh, It rained solidly for a week. <laughs> and that so, river up there, was it the Bowman River? Something like that. Yeah, that was flooded. So everything, all the picnic tables and everything were <laughs> right under the water. So that was amazing. So much water, never seen it. But that's what that area's like in the wet season. You will get lots of rain and, and downpours that just happen and stuff up your trip. <laughs> that's it. So uh, hopefully during the course of the year, you've kept yourself a little scrapbook. So every time in a, in a magazine you see a destination that really uh, spikes your interest, you just cut that bit out. Hopefully it's your magazine and you can do that. <laughs> um, pop it in your scrapbook. So when it comes to these times of trip planning you can you know flick through and get some inspiration from these things that you've cut out yeah that and that was good too we had quite a collection when we were doing our around australia tri- uh, lap yep so we had this uh, gigantic folder full of places we had to go and mm-hmm. and check out and where people also recommended but we sort of you got to judge it yourself mm-hmm. if in doubt just go and check it out because That's right. you'll I mean. be kicking yourself if you don't People have different ideas on what uh, makes up a rough road. Like, uh, you know, for example, when we were going down the Tanami track, which links Alice Springs to the Kimberley, mm. I thought that was a pretty good run where you, you remember it as being really bumpy. Oh, it was just that there were a lot of potholes from the mining trucks mm-hmm. and they were covered full of bull dust and you didn't know them until you were in them. And yeah, it just was very jarring, Mike. It's jarring for a passenger. That's it. Oh, that's another thing. Get your vehicle ready. Mm. Got to get your vehicle ready when you're um, going on a long trip. Isn't that right? Yep. Lots of things to buy and do. And funny enough, there is a great show coming up. A great show. A great show. One of the biggest and best in Adelaide coming up this next week. So, actually, from Valentine's Day, the 14th, to Sunday, the 18th, it's the Let's Go Caravan and Camping Lifestyle Show. Lifestyle? Yes. Mm. Lifestyle. That's it. And there's over 100... 100... Exhibitors? Exhibitors. And it's jam-packed full, inside, outside. And there's also the pavilion that's full of a lot of information. So, you can start to... Uh, collect some stuff for your trip planning. That is a really good tip. They, mm. they do tend to uh, tuck those people away in the, what is it, is it the Kingsford uh, Pavilion? Yeah. So it is a bit sort of off to the side. So yeah. do make sure that you check through your program and yep. um, cover off all the good bits. Oh, Sterling. Sterling. Oh, the Sterling, yep. Yep. Okay. That's right out of the way. That's the Kingsford area, I think. So you've got to go and find it or get your um, program and check it out in the program. Yep. But it's worth going into there, collecting a lot of information on trips you want to do, yep. about to do or maybe are dreaming about, and talk to the people that are handing out the brochures. Yeah. I, I think it's really good if you're planning, say, doing a Kimberley trip or a Flinders Rangers trip, uh, to actually talk to some of the station owners out there as well. Yeah. Obviously, they're not just living off the land. They're um, participating in this tourism area. Yep. And uh, they have their own private tracks, which you can oh. go on and 
Yeah, that's mm. awesome. If you mm. go and stay at a station and you can go in their tracks, watch them herd yep. their cattle or sheep and, and just living their own lives, what's, mm. what's actually like to stay or live in a station. It's yep. quite amazing. And if you were to ring someone, some place such as the Mount Dare Hotel, which is on the western edge of the Simpson Desert, they also have up-to-date information on the condition of the desert, the tracks, what roads are open. So they are a really good resource to help with your planning. Yeah, yes, that's for sure. So that's the Let's Go Caravan and Camping Lifestyle Show. It starts the February the 14th, that's Wednesday, and runs for five days until Sunday the 18th. And it's definitely worth going because it's the biggest and the best in Adelaide for the year. And just a little tip on that, if you uh, do get time off during the week, it's much better to go on the Wednesday and the Thursday <laughs> rather than the Saturday and the Sunday. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Well, it gets busy. Yeah, weekends it's family, sort of. And it looks like the weather's going to be good too, so put it in your diary. Stay with us. You're listening to Mike and Anita here on Adventure Before Dementia on Hills Radio 88.9 FM. We're outside at the Mount Barker Farmer's Market down here in... Um, Mount Parker. I think it's actually the Adelaide Hills Farmers Park. And it's a beautiful morning, so come on down and say hi or keep listening to us because we're talking about this morning trip planning. Awesome song there by Mental as Anything. Nips are getting bigger. It's really gets you in the mood of this wonderful morning here down here at the Adelaide Hills Farmers Market. And you're listening to Anita and Mike here on Adventure Before Dementia. This sort of morning actually inspires you to get out and have a bit of an adventure. Yep. And we're talking about (laughs) all things trip planning this morning. That's it. So uh, we started off the show by talking about when can you get time off? Because obviously that's a big driver for pretty much everything. That's a huge thing. When you can go, how how long you can get off. Mm. And where do you want to go? So with respect to uh, your own personal interests, the seasons, uh, whether it's hot or cold, where you want to go. And another factor is what is your budget? Mm-hmm. You know, budgets to drive, what sort of accommodation that you can yep. you can have. So uh, there's a few things there. If you've got time, it's good to go right up the top end, say to the Kimberley, say four, six, even um, eight, weeks. eight weeks would yep. be good because... There's so much to see and do up there and sometimes things do close down and you miss out on things Mm -hmm. but you need at least that time to get there and you've got to think if your travel time to get there as well, Mm -hmm. that takes a while and then also your budget. That's it. So your fuel. Your uh, fuel Fuel. will be one of your biggest costs on your trip Um, next to accommodation of course Uh, but if you're bush camping. Uh, accommodation won't be that much. Well, if you've got your own camper, that's a that's a bonus. Yep. Because you don't have to pay for camping in mm-hmm. something else. In a hotel, which will be <laughs> uh, close to civilization. Not a, not as adventurous as it would be in your own camper trailer, or caravan, or hybrid. It's so good. It's great investment too, because you can leave them all packed up. Ready to go, can't you? Ready to go at a moment's notice. That's right. All you need is food and clothes and hands and knees, boomsy daisies, you're out of there. That's it. (laughs) So one thing to consider uh, with the seasons is the weather. And I've seen on Facebook just in the last couple of days of uh, the effects of uh, the weather over there. I mean, Mm. there's been uh, two cyclones this year. Um, Where are we? 
northern Western Australia. Northern Western Australia. Okay, yeah. So the Kimberley, the Northern Highway, which sort of runs from, uh, if you like, from Derby to uh, Halls, is it Halls? Yeah. Halls Creek? Yep. Yep, all through there. That's the Bitchman Way. Half the road has been washed washed off in certain spots, so there's going to be a lot of significant infrastructure repair after the wet season, oh. and that just may affect a lot of the caravan crowd, yeah. at least, you know, that go that way. Mm. The Gibb River Road, too, is underwater, so, um, and there'll be plenty of rivers and creeks where the entry and exit mm. points would have changed as yeah. a result of all that water. Yep. Um, it really changes everything because once that and that water especially the rain up there just happens so much and so quickly that it can just flood everything and yeah and just i mean wash concrete bits of road away or giant boulders and yep. trees and yep. things you wouldn't think water could do that but no i mean if you've ever been up to the flinders ranges um after the storm when you know the roads are awash with silt and mud and you can see piles of leaves, like a big bunch of, of leaves that have gathered in a spot well up the height of the tree. Like the trunk of the tree, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can see where the water's actually risen too. That's it, which is uh, scary in itself. And even across the road, some giant boulders of rocks and things. And you yeah. think, how did that get there? It yeah. was the water. That's it. Water, amazing. I mean, it, th there's been times where the uh, where the road that goes across the river or the creek has just been totally washed away. So when you come to where the bridge was, there's a... I mean, you just can't drive over it. It drops, you know. I remember when we were up at Flinders Ranges, remember I was walking the creek <laughs> or the river crossings after the rain and uh, I was up... I mean, I'm six foot, six foot five. Um, it was well, it was almost up to my chest. <laughs> it was. So we had to drive off the road down the lengths of the river or the creek. I mean, it, it was originally a creek. After the rain, it was a river. <laughs> and we had to find a place to safely cross. We did. And, um, it yeah, was, we, it was quite the adventure. It was. It took us the whole day to drive that road, which would normally take you a, mm, a couple of hours. A couple of hours. Yeah. So uh, they're all things to consider when planning a trip. And uh, I think we were alluding to this before, how far do you want to drive? Mm. I mean, if you don't like driving, if, if you don't like towing, then chances if, are... If you don't like driving, why are you wanting to go on an adventure for? <laughs> yeah, well, look, everyone's different, I guess, but uh, particularly with towing these days, I mean, mm. different camper trailers, are, you know, or caravans can be, you know quite big guzzle heavy. the petrol and yeah. fuel yeah that's right and if you do go you got to plan ahead where you've got uh if you especially if you're going remote you need to find where you've got uh fuel stops where you can mm -hmm. refuel yep. and even food food is a big one you've got to plan your meals mm -hmm. especially if you're going remote again that you can't just nick to the supermarket and restock but you've got to You've got to plan that, and especially if we will do this Simpson Desert trip in a couple of for a couple of weeks. There's no shops anywhere. We're not going to stop at shops because there right. are none. Well, there's Mount Dare have basic yeah. supplies, but that's it. As does Birdsville. Probably Birdsville has a little bit more because being not, a town. Not that much, sort of thing. No, it's basics. So what you need to do is actually get your um, uh, plan your meals ahead. Get uh, invest in a cryovac, not a cryovac machine, but a uh, vacuum sealer. A vacuum sealer, because cryovacs are actually brand name. But if you 
invest in one of them. There's a few rules with that, what you can and can't do, what lasts longer, what doesn't. Uh, you can't really have bones on steaks because they pierce the plastic mm-hmm. and you can't really have herby flavoured or herb and bread sort of things because they don't last as long as a straight steak. So with, with your steak and meat and chicken, it's best to leave it in a fuller piece as you can and cryovac that. And if you've got a freezer, hey... Vacuum it, seal. Sorry, vacuum seal. If you've got a freezer, you're, you're laughing. Mm. And with fruit and things like that, it's probably best to take dried fruit and, and, and um, yeah, nuts and um, bread. I mean, bread, pfft, I wouldn't even bother, but flat bread is mm-hmm. a good idea because yep. that lasts longer. Yep. Heaps you can do. And we'll put some tips up on our Facebook page, which is Adventure Before Dementia 88.9. And if you've got any good tips for planning your trip ahead, or if you are planning a trip ahead, why don't you put it on our Facebook page and we can share it with the world and everyone else can be envious of where you're going and what you're doing. And also, uh, yeah, share some pictures with us too. And if you do want to listen to a few of our old um, uh, podcasts, podcasts, of course, we're all on Apple um, iTunes and SoundCloud and that is pretty much, it's a hard thing to find. It's only called Adventure Before Dementia. And you'll see our lovely smiling faces in the patrol. So just talk me through that because I did try to find that for a second the other day. So what, do we have to go into iTunes or do you just Google Adventure no, Before Dementia? You can just Google Adventure Before Dementia podcast mm-hmm. and it will bring it up because it will say, even have our names on there, Anita and Mike Pavey, which you can... Um, We'll find it straight away, and well, I've titled everything what the actual podcast is about, so you can't miss out on anything. Yeah, it's yeah. not quite up to date. I think we've gotten to the end of last year. Okay, so we're a month behind. Only a month behind. Bad planning. Okay, <laughs> which is what we're talking about today. That's it, and uh, perhaps another thing to consider when planning a trip is to make sure you've got the latest information. Like, it's all good and well to be working through a map book where it says there are certain roads in certain spots and you're feeling adventurous and you think, oh, let's, instead of going the main road, let's do these outback tracks. Um, The road closed signs are not always at the start of the road. (laughs) Um, When we were in Western Australia a, a few years ago, we were... Around the area, of, we were trying to nick in the back way to Carawine Gorge. So getting, um, yeah. Was it Carawine or Carragini? No, Carawine. Oh, that's right, yep. And uh, long story short, we did the roundabout way of getting there and we were sort of not far from the destination and then we hit the road closed sign. So mm. that required a lot of backtracking, a lot of extra fuel use, a lot of uh, disappointment. Mm. And it's just because we were relying on a map book and we just didn't didn't check the road conditions. There are websites and local municipalities you can ring in those regions and get the latest information. Oh, uh, yep. So it, it, does, it is important to plan to a, a lower level and as much as the, you know, the adventurous spirit in you wants to do things that perhaps are not as frequently done, you do have to plan very, very carefully. Yeah, a lot of wasted time otherwise. And even with your um, apps and your GPS things that you've got, portable ones, it's good to have a paper map. Oh, absolutely. Always have have as many references as you can and don't just rely on one because 
technology can fail when you just need it. <laughs> I mean, how many times have we just been totally lost because the GPS, uh, particularly with the uh, you know direction by direction <laughs> navigation, um, just has some weird idea or way of getting to you where you need to go, which generally involves going around the block three times before getting to you to where you need to be. Uh, yes, the Murray River. I love the Murray River. Whenever you can get out there and, and enjoy having some time on the river and and some peace and quiet with the birds. That's it. So it's best to find river, a... River, kayaking, a crackling fire. <laughs> best to, to find a spot where you can do some bush camping there, where you can have your own piece of paradise. Mm. So there's plenty of spots, even if you have to uh, go into that uh, place called Victoria. <laughs> there is, uh, hey, Victoria's good. good. There's lots of good stuff to do there. Yep. What about uh, the Air Peninsula? Oh, the Air Peninsula's good. I'll tell you what, South Australia's packed with great destinations you can mm. go to. Yep. Air Peninsula has, well, Coffin Bay. Mm-hmm. That's the National Park. Lincoln. Yep, Lincoln Nation. National Park, beautiful area as well. And then... So, York Peninsula, there's Innes, Innes National Park. Yep. Right down on the toe there. Mm. Yes. What about the magnificent Flinders Ranges? Well, the Flinders Ranges, that's just something. If you haven't seen it, haven't been there, you've got to go and check it out because it's its one of the, what do you call it? It is a, a wonder of the world. I don't think it's in, on that legitimate seven wonders of the world list, but... Let's just add it. Okay. Let's just add it right now. It's up there with Uluru, really. Yeah, it is a beautiful spot. It's <laughs> sort of... Um, Right on the fringe of the sort of desert environment. It's quite a dry environment up there, so it is a good place to go in winter, in pretty much all year round, although yep. it does get warm in summer. Um, it's probably good to go in springtime too, like wildflower season, mm. where you can get to see all the colours. And It's a bit windy in spring though, I find. Well, it's a bit windy all the time though, because it's out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yep, particularly in spring. Still a good spot. Good spot to do lots of nature walks and and see the uh, local uh, fauna. Yes, that's right. The uh, the earth out there is a sort of orange colour. Orange, yeah, mm. re- really, and it's uh, very rocky. Um, and you can um, get your way up to Akarula, which is a bit further up north. Mm. So there's the Gammon Ranges National Park up there. So it's a bit drier up there, less sort of less trees. Um, and it's well known for geological uh, discoveries up there. So mm. stuff about rocks. Yeah, rocks. <coughs> um, and again, lots of nature activities up there at the Akarula Station. Yep. What do they call it up there? Akarula, anyway. Yep. Uh, what else have we got? What about the beaches of the Fluoro Peninsula? Yeah, the beaches. We've got Kurong. Yep. Another national park. Yes, the Coorong, that's quite long. There's lots of designated camping spots now. Mm-hmm. It used to be just a free-for-all camp wherever you want, but now it's all designated. Go check out the Pelicans mm. and have nice walks along there. Good fishing too, if yep. you can get down onto the um, beaches and do some fishing, uh, which most people do. You can also just camp in the dunes out there too. Mm-hmm. Lovely spot. So there are caravan parks and station stays and other accommodation options in these areas as well. So you're not uh, just restricted to camping, although if you haven't done camping, I think you should get out and uh, 
get out and do something. And the good thing is, is if you need to know more about a certain place, you can just Google it. A lot of people have their own websites now that you can actually book online, even with national parks. Isn't South Australia all online booking now? It's definitely going that way. Yeah, I remember when it was uh, Western, certain Western Australian national parks and New South Wales, but it's becoming more and more now that you've got to book online. You can't just rock up. You've got to pre-book or mm. you're out. That's it. But the last time we went to Coffin Bay, it was still pre-registration at the at the yeah. entry to the park. But, yep. Um, South I, Australia's a bit behind the times, though, Mike. <laughs> well, it's not such a bad thing. I mean, with the low cost of... National Park camping, it's easier for people to book online, mm. take up spots and then not go in the end because of, you know... Oh, yes. And, you know, the site gets used, gets unused. Or out in Western Australia, it's first come, first serve, and you've got to queue up to get in, isn't it? Mm. that's it. Yep. It's a bit, bit, uh, bit of a worry when it's stuff like that because it makes it hard for everyone. And then we've got the desert tracks. So Ooh. the Flinders Ranges really is the gateway to the outback. Yeah. So I've got uh, the Udnadatta track, oh. uh, Strzelecki track, Birdsville track, etc. So there's quite a lot of those. Yeah, and then there's the, if you just go over the border, there's also Murray Sunset, the yep. little... Little desert. Little desert, and there's a big desert. <laughs> Narcat, which is spelt Nugarcat. <laughs> Oh, but there's heaps, and and track. again, ask around, put something on Facebook, um, and just ask in information places that they know lots about what to go and see and do, and and when, when the best time to go too is mm. also up there on uh, Google. Even the Little Desert National Park, that's a beautiful spot, isn't it? Yeah. You know, plenty of uh, again, plenty of drives, plenty of walks, uh, plenty of nature activities. Mm. So let's just recap what we've discussed today on Adventure Before Dementia, all about trip planning. That's it. So our first tip was to work out when you can actually get time off. So Well, that's a big one. Yep. So that might be <laughs> driven by your kids or where you want to go. Work. Yep. Uh, where to go. So you might have put together a bit of a scrapbook on places that you really want to go. Mm, bucket uh, list. Yep. And, and that will be driven by the seasons as well. So mm. when is the best time to go? Um, what is your budget? Yeah, that's a big one. Yep, because, again, that will depend on where you go, where you stay, mm. um, how far you want to drive. Make sure you get the latest information. Yep. Don't be working from a map book, for, particularly for remote outback ad adventures. Yep, not like all our, all our map books now are way out of date. We have to get some new ones. That's it. So uh, get the latest or uh, latest information, check in with road closures, um, check with local municipalities on uh, whether there's any road works on in these outback areas that mm. would, could affect your trip. There is the Outback Roads website too you can check on and it actually gives you a colour guide of what's open, what's open for drives. That's right. Um, yeah, call the ranger at the national park that you're going to or at least look online mm. for that national park. And check with the local tourist information uh, places. And then, uh, last of all, I guess, uh, explore some of the destinations that uh, that we have here in South Australia. Because we yep. have so much on our, do on our doorstep. Yep. Um, from the Murray River, beaches of the Fluoro, York and Air Peninsulas, uh, the Flinders Ranges and those desert tracks. I mean, even uh, even spending time in places uh, such as Udnadatta. 
I mean, that was uh, there's heaps of history in these um, in these um, outback towns, whether it comes from the original explorers that went through to other little tourist activities which they've created. Um, I mean, Oonadatta uh, used to have this six by six loop that you could go onto, which represented um, uh, some of the deserts in the in out in the in the desert. Yep. If you like, so little challenges that you could do in your four wheel drive. So that's pretty much it for our show today. Thanks for tuning in, Adventure Before Dementia on eighty eight point nine FM. Stay tuned for the guys from Bricks and Mortar, and we'll see you next week.